Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are listening to Scoop B Radio. What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoop B Radio, DJ Manio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoopy and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on his media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopyradio.com slash poll. S-C-O-O-P, the letter B, R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoop B Radio with Brendan Robinson. E.K. Manny. Manny. Yo. Scoop B Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bonds said, yo. The best in the business. That's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word of Scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews he gave you to fix on iTunes, the number one podcast, the joint and the journalist, the GOAT. So why ask? Watch out, watch out. About it. If he naming them, scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is Scoop B Radio. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. B. At Scoop B. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoop B Radio. Oh in the airway, on the plane, on the train, everywhere you need to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoopy, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop on the Scoopy. Make sure most importantly that you subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast available on all streaming platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, iHeartRadio, or simply by visiting ScoopyRadio.com. 2.1 million streams last year. And one of the reasons why is because we have newsmakers. 
pod no different here. And on online right now, we got my main man, Daniel Artest, host of, of the Daniel Artest podcast online. What's going on, Dan? So much, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you very much. Of course, man. Of course. We keep it in the family. I've, I've been, tr- you've been trying to get me on your show and I've been running around. So I figure it's only right I extend the favor and or extend the, the respect and, uh, you know, make sure that we got you on, man, because you're doing some big things with your podcast. Tell those who are not familiar with your show, tell us about it. Yeah, so the Daniel Artest podcast is basically, you know, we're talking basketball a lot, talking sports and stuff. But I also, when I do interviews, I like to switch it up a little bit because I know, you know, when athletes do interviews, they do the same cookie-cutter interviews and everything like that. So I like to talk about what they do off the court, you know, or off the off the field or if they're entertaining, what they're doing when they're off stage and things, whether they got investments, you know, stocks, anything like that. So we just like to, you know, get a lot of education going on in there. So we all know that you've had your brother, Metal World Peace, on. Who are some of the other guests that you've had on so far? I had Ari Spears on, Shamiqua Holesclaw. I had um, some other uh, people. I had uh, Prince Dykes. He's, um, has, he has a show called The Investor Show. He does really well with the stock markets. He's fr- actually friends with Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett actually wrote a book about him. I mean, a section in Warren Buffett's book, he wrote about um, Prince Dykes and stuff. So, you know, I, I try to have like a, you know, a vast, um, try to keep my guests, you know, very diverse and everything. No, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, you and I actually interconnected because I had uh, someone on uh, who basically said that they gave your brother fits on the basketball court and that was said on the podcast and that kind of carried over into your podcast. And um, here we are now. Uh, we have some mutual friends. We, we hashed that out. You um, are a guy who you know is very well respected. You you went on drafted in two thousand six, um, but you know you you got some summer league play in Sacramento uh, with the uh, with the Kings some years ago. Um, I guess my question for you is, what was that experience like? And if you had to do it all over again, what would you have done differently? Uh, the experience for the NBA Summer League, it, it was cool. But once I realized that the coaches wasn't really going to give me any, that much time, I just started focusing on the fun part of just being there, you know. And um, if I could do it again, I, I, would, I would probably not go to the NBA Summer League. I would probably just try to, you know, do my own thing. It, it, it was crazy there. Like, you know, the coaches really didn't want me there. They thought that I was like, you know, some what's it called, nepotism or whatever. They thought just because my brother – you know, who, who he was, you know, Reggie Theater just had his own coaching staff. He just got hired there. So I was basically thrust on him and stuff. But um, my brother had nothing to do with me, um, you know, getting on the roster that, at that time. I was actually training with one of the coaches. His name is uh, Jason Ham. And we was mm-hmm. in the gym working out. We was actually working out in the gym every day, just trying to get ready for my overseas career and stuff. And then I got asked to go. And, um, you know, I was in the, I went to Indiana for a second. And then they called me, asked me if I wanted to play in the summer league. And I said, yeah. They're like, well, you know, just get here tomorrow, you in. And and I, and I did just that, you know. I competed hard in practice. And, um, you know, with the time that I got, I competed hard. You know, I, I had a good time. But once once I realized, like, how, how it was, it, it started acting a little bit funny. I just started just focusing on the fun part of it. You know, just, uh, just I'll be real. 
you know, getting 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 with the groupies and everything. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, you know what? If they want to they want to act like that. Then I'm just gonna have I'm just gonna have fun. But if I could do it again, I, I wouldn't go. I would I would just I would have just trained and just you know focused on you know going overseas. So did you actually play overseas? Yeah, I played overseas. I played in Germany for a little bit, and I also played in China for a little second too as well. But mostly I played like in, in the United States, like little. Little um, semi-pro leagues here and there and stuff. You know, n- nothing too crazy. The biggest difference or shift in culture between Germany and China for you? Uh, the diversity. Germany is it, it, more diverse people in Germany. You know, there's a lot of blacks, you know, of course, white people. You know, it's actually Asian and Mexicans in Germany too as well, which was surprising. It was surprising to go to, um, to a Mexican restaurant in Germany. So that that was actually pretty cool. But China is just all China, you know. No, I like that. I like that. Uh, for you, um, playing basketball and then transitioning into um, your podcast, um, I see you doing some motivational speaking earlier in the week. You had a you had a collar shirt on, no tie, but a blazer. What yeah. about the pandemic has benefited you? And you launching what you're trying to do? Well, well, I started podcasting in October of 2019, and the, what the pandemic did was a lot of people at home. So I was just reaching out to people, you know, to see if they want to come on the show or not. And then, you know, I partnered with this with this um, staff company called Access, and they've been helping me, you know, get better prepared with my podcast and everything. They helped me with, you know, with some guests and, and things. So. You know, the pandemic helped in many ways. I can, I can, you know, stay home. Everybody else is home. Nobody else is doing nothing. Nobody's going outside, or whatever. So you might as well just, you know, focus on this this second passion, and that's what I did. And now it's actually doing pretty good. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I see, man. You got your name incorporated, and every you, you LLC's your podcast. You're not playing. Yeah, like it started. It started doing a, a little bit too good. I created a Facebook group. And the Facebook group just went went crazy, and that's why like you know I averaged like close to like 200 downloads the show now, and everything. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe you know people started supporting the show, you know, with with donations and stuff. I started selling my little shirts, and you know, what I mean, so I was just like, you know, what? let me just keep everything under one umbrella and start uh you know get more professional with it. So when people like I want to interview you know big time people like what you be doing. So I want them to know that, like, hey, I'm serious about this. This this is official. Like a ref with a whistle. Scoopy Scoop Radio on the line with Daniel Artest talking all things basketball. Uh, what do you make of the Lakers this season this year? Uh, the Lakers, man, um, what can I say? They, they're doing really good. You know, first in the West, everybody's playing good. You know, um, Dwight Howard, surprisingly. Well, you know what? Let me take that back. Dwight Howard is who he was in, you know, in his limited minutes. He's still playing like the dominant Dwight Howard. He's just not playing that many minutes. I remember at one point in the season, I, I had him, you know, down for six man of the year, of the year. You know, he, he changes the game when he comes in with this energy and effort. And when he's focused, like he's still, you know, basically unstoppable, still too physical for these big men. And, you know, JaVel McGee, surprisingly, you know, stepping his game up a lot, you know, just, you know, mentally focusing on the game and stuff, not worrying about the, you know, other stuff that he was known for at first. He really changed his um, career around. And, you know, LeBron is just LeBron. You know, best player in the NBA. He's, he has my vote on the uh, getting MVP. I thought he caught Giannis 
during that, that weekend before the pandemic um, ended the NBA. I thought he caught him after that weekend when he got him. And then he also got Kawhi Leonard as well. So, you know, um, Lakers, I think they're going to win it all. That's that's my pick. You know, they, that's my pick to win it. And the reason why that's my pick, you know, I'm, I'm a diehard Spurs fan. But I'm also, you know, a logical basketball fan too as well. You know, I don't really like the hate that LeBron gets. I think he gets a lot of unwarranted hate for no reason. And so, you know, I, I just want him to just, you know, quiet his doubters. You know, 17 years in, he still has he still has doubters. It's just, it's just crazy, you know. So I, I, that's why my, my pick is with the Lakers. So tell me something. How is it possible or how does this work when your brother plays for the Lakers or the Sacramento Kings or the Houston Rockets and you were a Spurs fan? Well, you know, he, I was a Spurs fan since he got, before he got an NBA. So, you know, just, you know, I, I want Ron to do well, just not against those Spurs. Like, you know, if you get 30, you got to lose. You know what I'm saying? So there was times I go, I go, I go to, a, I go to a, a game that Ron played against Spurs, but, you know, his jersey on or whatever with Spurs coat on or something like that, or Spurs T-shirt over the, over the, I think at the time it was the Pacers, the Pacers warm up. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I can support both. <laughs> Yeah. When when did your when what sparked your interest in the Spurs? What year? What player? Well, um, we had this streetball legend in New York named uh, Lloyd Dane. Scoop and he was like he was like you know one of the the uh, best best players I've ever seen when I was a kid. You know, and so you now I just I just follow his career. You know, in the newspapers we didn't have you know internet back then or whatever. Well, I didn't have a computer back then, so I just always follow his his career in the newspapers and I always ask his friends like, you know, what is he doing now? What is he playing at now and stuff? And so when you know, he was on the Spurs and and everything, I was always I just like follow him, follow him more. And so I was just stuck with it. And then then, you know, he ended his career. And you know, I like Tim Duncan. I heard about Tim Duncan at Wake Forest and um, the hype that he came in with today was uh, I always just heard word of words about him and everything. And so when he, you know, played his first game or whatever, he, he didn't score. And, you know, people started throwing, like, you know, hating on him and stuff like that. Like, oh, you, you know, overrated or whatever. I just stuck with him. Yeah, I, I, I like the underdogs, man. You know what I'm saying? And then he just grew from there with Tim Duncan. And then, you know, um, some of my, you know, my friends, you know, played on the Spurs, you know, like Steven Jackson, you know, Danny Green, you know, being from New York and everything. Speedy Claxton, who played AAU ball with my brother and everything. So it was just like, it's right there. <laughs> Not as deep. Super radio on the line with Daniel Artes. Um, you talked about the Lakers and you thought that they'd be the champ, or do you believe that they'll be the, they'll win the finals this year? Who do you like in the East? Ooh, who I like in the East? Uh, I like Milwaukee, man. Milwaukee's scary. Milwaukee's scary, man. They got they they got that dude Giannis, man. You know Giannis is he's amazing. You know I mean I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Giannis game too. I just like I like his uh. He ain't trying to be friends with nobody. I like the attitude that he has and stuff, you know? Like, I wish LeBron had a little bit more of that, you know? You know, he not training with you in the, in the off season, you know? He, he's trying, he want to he wanna bust your ass. He want to win. So I, I, I like I like what he do. <laughs> and I like how it transfers down to his team, you know? I, and mm-hmm. I, I like how, you know, Chris Middleton developed into an amazing player. You know, ESPN. You know, a lot of people don't think he's a top 10 player. I think he, I think he, he should be in that top 10 list. You know, I think he developed as a great player. You know, Brooke Lopez, you know, still doing his thing. Bledsoe, um, 
you know, finally learning how to play the point guard position really well. My boy, you know, George Hill from Indianapolis, because I lived in Indianapolis for a while, you know, um, always tough. I'm always going to be a big George Hill fan. A George Hill fan. I've known him since he was a freshman in high school. I mean, in college, he was five foot nothing, 130 pound freshman to where he got today. So I'm always going to support anybody in Indiana and everything. And, um, you know, down the line, you know, they say, you know, Dante DiVincenzo, tough player, tough getting better and stuff. So, like, Milwaukee, they, they have a shot this year to, to win it all, too, as well. But I'm just going to go with my Lakers. But I can see uh, Lakers and Bucks in the finals. No chance of Philadelphia or Boston. You know what? Boston's still not ready. Boston, I, I don't know why I'm not high on Boston. And I should be high on Boston. You know, Philadelphia, I'm, I don't believe them until, until Embiid plays focus. If Embiid just plays focus, I could say, you know, Philly goes all the way. You know, I know they're going to talk about Ben Simmons with the shooting, but, you know, he's a power forward now. They, 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 they're moving him to the fourth spot. They're moving Al Horford to the bench. They might actually get a little stronger right there, too, bringing, you know, Shake Milton into the starting lineup. You know, but until they want to play serious, until Embiid want to really step it up, you know, I don't see Philly doing nothing but just being, you know, conference finals and out. Or whatever, but if they play focus, if Embiid just plays like he's supposed to play, you know, like cut the three points down a little, cut the three point shooting down a lot, and you know, just get back into the post where he's unstoppable. Like Philly can go far, man. And as far as Boston, I just think they they still they still young. They're good. They remind me of that um, at Westbrook, Durant, Harden, Oklahoma City team. They just they just still missing some pieces. You know, I, I like I like Tatum, but I think that they need a power, an actual power forward, and move Tatum back to the three. Huh. Yeah. that's solid. That's solid. To be really on during our text talking all things basketball and more. Um, what about Toronto? Toronto's tough too, man. Toronto's my dark horse actually to um to win the East. You know, they're better without Kawhi than they was with him, you know. Um, this year, their record is better and everything. You know, Siakam stepping his game up. You know, Laurie's still Laurie. You know, he's in shape, you know, losing weight during the pandemic too as well. You know, um, like Toronto's tough. Toronto's tough. They are my dark horse. But I still have Milwaukee coming out the East. But if anybody else that can come out the East, it's them. It's, it's definitely Toronto. That's real. That's real. That's good radio. Talking all things hoops. You, um... Mentioned the Pacers and you living in Indianapolis. Why do you think that people sleep or people don't see Indian the, the Pacers coming, or at least why did they sneak up on people like fine line during the season this year? Well, the, the Pacers that they're, they're good, but they have mental lapses at times. You know, um, they they they're missing. They I think. Let me see. The Pacers, they just missing something. They, they, they're always good. They're good enough to be fourth, fifth seed. But there's always something missing, and they're missing that, that, that first option player. They got a bunch of guys that they're doing it as a community or whatever, but they need one guy that can just, you know, really take over and, um, you know, that can create office on his own or something like that. Well, they had him in Port George, but they let him go or whatever. But, um, you know, the Pacers, they, they're missing that, that alpha guy. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that. But you don't think old people was that alpha guy? Nah, 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 nah. He's not the alpha guy. He was, you know, he's not the alpha guy. He just had the opportunity to take a lot of shots. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So 
you know, you give a you give an NBA guy opportunity to take a lot of shots and stuff. You know, that's what, of course, that's what's going to happen. He's going to average 23, 24 or something, you know. But now he he's he's not. It's like this. He's a he's not a beta either. You know, he's just he's just a second option guy. Like if they had Oladipo, or Paul George in the same team, that Pacers team would be different. Like you need somebody on a higher level than Oladipo to make that Pacers team dangerous. That's real. What do you make of the Brooklyn Nets next season? The Brooklyn Nets next season will be going to the NBA Finals. They're coming out of the East next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not buying into the whole nonsense with Kyrie Irving. You know, listen, whatever issues everybody has with Kyrie is not an on-court issue. You know, um, they, they, this is how I feel about Kyrie Irving. All right. I, lo- I love Kyrie. You know, I think that the media, my dad always said that the pen is mightier than the sword, you know? And I think that Kyrie, when they ask Kyrie a question, he don't answer it the way they would want him to answer it. He's just being helmy. You know, I think the media just write these crazy stories about him. I've been noticing since I've been podcasting, I listen to other podcasters to, you know, just for like, you know, for inspiration or whatever. So I've been following um, the Hoop Collective. And I've noticed that, you know, when Kyrie was in Boston, Jackie McMullen, she'd be on his case like crazy, you know? And like label him as, as as some type of different person or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So like with Kyrie, I just think that all his issues is off court stuff. You know, he might be. They say he's a team cancer because of his mood and stuff like that. This guy wants to win. You know, I, some people are in in the NBA to make the money. Some people are in the NBA to win. Kyrie's a winner, and he gets frustrated when you know players are not playing up to the level that they should be. But you know, with him and, and him and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is even more elite than Kyrie. I think that Kevin Durant has, you know, of course he got the two championships. He's an all-star. You know, he's a better player. He can, he can, you know, be that that buffer between Kyrie and the rest of the team. And he can also talk to Kyrie and be like, "Yo, listen, I fall back in line now. Let's 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 go get let's go make it happen." So I, I kind of feel like that the Nets is going to be dangerous next year with them too. They, they healthy, chemistry is right. You know, you you know don't trade Kyrie Levert or whatever. Keep him. Then you know the Nets is gonna be dangerous. What are they missing? The Nets are just missing their star players. They're good. They'll be all right. They're just missing their two stars. That's all. Yeah. You know they got they got they got the young big man uh, Jared Allen. You know they got now. I think that DeAndre Jordan shouldn't be starting. I think that Jared Allen, Jared Allen should be the starter going forward. You know they they got. I, I think the Nets are solid, man. The Nets are solid. Yeah, I would say I agree with you. I think that they're missing the only thing they're missing, and they have it on this current team, is Jamal Crawford. I'd like to see him return that season. Mm. Yeah. Yo, listen, Jamal Crawford, I've known Jamal Crawford. He played my brother's second year. They was on the Bulls together. So I've known Jamal Crawford since I was 17. And, um, man, that dude, he's just an amazing player. Like, like at Michigan, I was a fan of him watching him at Michigan. It's like the way he still played the same way too, you know. Always well. What I like about him is him being six five, six six point guard. How he stays in the athletic position when he dribbles. He's never he's never standing straight up. He's always in like in a in a um, explosive, you know, position to where like if he needs to just go one way, he can go one way without you know making an extra movement of being so tall that he got to stay down. So he's always down. He looks like he plays at six three, you know. But him being six five, he's just always ready to go, you know. So I think that with him. 
he could definitely help the Nets off the bench too. You know, he still he looks great. He looks in shape still. You know, he um, you know, he's, hey, he's a um, professional bucket getter. That's that's his name. You know, so I think the Nets, you know, adding him in, well, keeping him and adding him with Kyrie and um and Durant, especially when the game gets tight, somebody might be off. You know, Jamal Crawford he he can you know come through. I think he can come through. He still he still looks like he can go. I can't wait to see him um play during his uh, restart. Me too. How far do you think he can, that he and Karis LeVert will go in Brooklyn in the bubble? Oh, uh, yeah. They they might not go too far. Because they got to play either. It looks like they're going to play either Toronto or well, either Toronto, Boston, or Milwaukee, you know, or Philly or whatever. Um, they, they might. I don't see them getting out the first round. <laughs> but those eight games, they'll be entertaining to watch for sure. Yeah. It's definitely gonna be entertaining to watch. I want to know who's 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 really a hooper. You know what I'm saying? When I say that, I want to know who who can who could bring the same intensity when there's when there's twenty thousand people in the arena versus nobody in the gym. So that's that's what I'm looking for. The Chicago Bulls aren't in the bubble, but and you mentioned the Bulls earlier, but they are a team to watch in the future. What do you like about? Um, Zach Levine and the Bulls. I like how they um they got rid of their coach, right? Not yet. Not yet. Well, Not until yet. then, they got to get rid of coach. Like I didn't know, I didn't know that Kobe White didn't start a game until like late in the season. You know, um, like he was like Kobe White's a really good player, Scoop and I like and I like uh what's what's his name Sadoransky. I like Sadoransky, but. You know, Kobe White's a really, really good player. You know, he's got the size. He can play defense. He can distribute the ball. He, he's funny because he looks small because of his hair. You know what I mean? But he's 6'5", you mm-hmm. know? So, like, I thought that – when I found that, I'm like, why is he not playing? Then you, you, you read the stories about the coach, and it's like, like what, are, what are you doing? Like, he, he treated these guys like they're in college, you know? Um, he lost – that coach lost that voice to that team a long time ago. You know, and so I think that they, they need coaching. Coaching coaching will help them. That's true. Do you like the Denver Nuggets in the bubble? Yes, I like the Denver Nuggets in the bubble. Yes. Why do people not talk about them enough? Yeah, you got to talk about Listen, man, Denver's dangerous, too. Denver's dangerous. There's not a lot for L.A. to, to go to these finals, man. Denver's, Denver's just, just as dangerous, man. You know, they... they 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 hungry man they 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 hungry they got Jokic you know he lost a lot of weight um I would say yeah he was training hard but we also know that he caught COVID he was out for a minute so that could be a factor did he lose the weight from training or did he lose the weight because he got sick you know that's what we got that's what that question needs to be answered during when this bubble starts but Denver's good I would like to see some some more Michael Porter Jr. you know being more aggressive playing. Um, I would actually like to see Bobo too. From the I've been watching a lot of the NBA, you know, social media. They're working out. Bobo looking good, shooting the ball right. You know, it looked like the foot injuries is is past him and everything. But you know, obviously he's too young. He probably won't even sniff the floor or whatever. Um, but the Denver's always going to be dangerous. Too. They, they're solid. Agreed. Agreed. I got a question. You, yeah. we talked about the fact that your brother is another world. I'm curious. Yeah. When you, your mom, or anybody else in the family addresses him, do y'all call him wrong or do you call him matter? 
um, I I call him Ron when it's like family. But if we doing anything like business, and I call him Meta, I don't I don't really I don't really care about the the Meta name or whatever. But like if, when it's business, I'll, I'll call him I'll call him Meta. But then when we was when it's just us like family and stuff, I'll, I'll call him Ron. Yeah, I, I figured that I figured it was more along the lines that my mother doesn't dare call me Scoop; she calls me Brandon. <laughs> yeah, so I figured I figured that was about right. Yeah. Um, the Knicks. Oh gosh! <laughs> Why you say oh gosh? Scoop B Radio. The Knicks, man. The Knicks are a dumpster fire, man, and they're gonna be a dumpster fire for 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 a long time, man. <laughs> what changes that? You know what changes that man? They gotta get they gotta get rid of the owner, man. They gotta get rid of the ownership, man. They gotta they gotta they gotta um redo the whole team. You know they're not gonna get rid of the owners. No one is making so much money right now, man. You know, even during this entire you know, Knicks being horrible for the last twenty years, they make they make the most money. It's like it's like the, it's like how they sell drugs in the neighborhood, man. I, and that's my analogy on the Knicks. <laughs> I look at I look at Jim I look at Jim oh Jim Dolan as or James Dolan, whatever his name is, as you know, Pablo Escobar and stuff like that. And I look at the Knicks as, you know, stepped on product. And the Knicks fans are the fiends that just they, they want they want to get that second hit. They want to get that second hit again. The first hit happened in nineteen ninety nine. Well nineteen ninety four when they went to the finals. Then the, you know, a surprisingly second hit happened, you know, when they got that that other high during the finals in ninety nine and stuff when they lost to my Spurs. And then they had a little smidge other hit. When uh, I think it was 2013, the last time the Knicks uh, been to the playoffs. But other than that, it's just crazy. But the Knicks, the Knicks fans, man, the Knicks fans got to change their mindset on supporting the Knicks, man. Hit them in their pockets, man. You know what I mean? So this, um, so this team can make the right changes and stuff. You know, Jim Dole's always going to be Dolan. He's going to always meddle in the fans. He always say he don't, but then he does and stuff like that. You know. And I had my issues with the Knicks. You know, my brother played on them and stuff. They, their PR people, they're always in in the way. And stuff. Um, that's my opinion. And so, like, it, it, it's, it's just crazy over there, man. Yeah, I was. I, I can see your point of view. I feel like um, the Knicks have been cursed ever since they traded Patrick Ewing. Mm. And, and I feel like the only blessings that have come their way have been since Ewing left was. The 2013 NBA playoffs, um, with you know they did lose, but you know they have a good showing with Tyson Chandler and Ray Phelps and and, and there. But I feel like the Knicks, when they deconstructed that team, when they got rid of Vanilla Gallinari and some of those other younger pieces, Andrew Fields, Wilson Chandler, and more to get mellow, I think that was their best chance to rebuild because they rebuilt through the draft and. They could have waited that summer to bring in Melo, and they would have mm-hmm. had a complete team with Melo, mm-hmm. with Amari Stoudemire. Um, I think it's an easy default to say that getting rid of the owner will mess up the culture, but I feel like they're spending money and they're bringing in guys like Phil Jackson who were named in their heyday. Is it so much from your perspective, personnel, or is it players or environment? Like, aside from the owner, because that's that's low hanging fruit. What else is there? Scoop B Radio. I think it's their uh, player development coaches too. I don't see the their players getting better. You don't like you know, but Porzingis. 
I, you can see the the improvement in his game since he got to Dallas. You know, you can definitely see the improvement in his game. Like, I think that is definitely the player development, and we will see once you know next year starts, and we'll see how RJ Barrett and you know how much better did he get. You know, I, I, that's what that's what I feel like is just the player development thing because they want these they want these stars to come in so much. It just seems like they don't really you know focus on the rookies. They just throw them out there, let them do what they want to do. You don't you don't even hear like you know coaches um you know criticizing you know the rookies like hey this rookie you got to play better you're shooting this much you know what I'm saying like they don't put no type of pressure on on a player to get better. What do you like about RJ Barrett? I think that RJ Barrett. He can, he can be a star, man. I think he, he like, from what I've seen at Duke, you know, he was hitting big shot after big shot for them, you know. Um, athletic. I think that he could be a better defender. I think he could definitely be a um, an above-average NBA defender. You know, he's young. And he, want, he wants to play in New York, so he's, he's not mind, he's not scared of the spotlight, you know. I, I'm high on Andre Barrett. I like that answer. I like that answer. Um, Scoopy Radio on the line with Daniel Arch. A couple more questions. Um, you played overseas. You yeah. have a scope of uh, just what the, what the overseas landscape is, and your brother playing in the You know what the NBA landscape is. You yourself played in some league, so you know from that perspective. Do you think the NBA mirrors the international game, or the international game mirrors the NBA? No, the NBA, they definitely follow the model of the international game. The international game looks more, looks more fun uh, for sponsors. You know, that's why they, they took out the whole rough and tumble NBA that, you know, me and you are used to. And they made it to, to a more, you know, international feel. You know what I mean? But, you know, international players, that's how they always been anyway. You know, the NBA just had the athletes to take it to, uh, you know, an, another level. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, you know, just being athletic and everything. But now they can have guys that, you know, want to shoot threes, you know, big men that want to shoot threes and, you know, staying away from the paint. You know what I mean? So the NBA definitely, it looks it looks more like an overseas, like a like an elite level overseas league, pretty much. That's hmm. well. Um, what's next for your podcast? Uh, what's next for my podcast? Um, you know, hopefully, I, I, I want to, um, you know, join a, a bigger podcast platform. You know, like Ringer, Athletic, you know, or, or Stadium. You know, what I mean, I want to, I want to be able to, to get my word out to the masses. You know, what I mean, to people. I really think I have amazing content on my show. I think that I'm very knowledgeable of the game of basketball and stuff. And um, you know, I, I just, I just want to, I just want to grow. I just want to keep on, you know, moving forward. Having that great progress. I like it. You heard it first, brother. Thank you for your time. Um, and keep doing your thing. I'm proud of you. And uh, anything I can do to help, I'm going to call away. All right, man. Thank you very much for having me on the show, man. And, um, you know, hey, listen, everybody, follow me, Daniel Artes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And I got a Facebook group as well. We like 2,700 people in there. And you just go on Facebook and search Daniel Artes, uh, The Daniel Artes Podcast, man. And thank you for having me on School B. And much love. Love what you're doing and everything, too. My man, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Peace out. This is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on! 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.